hello once again, all my fellow patriots and you filthy leftist stalkers out there. You are listening to Angela's Soapbox on Raging Ultimates Radio. My name is Angela Box. Real quick housekeeping before we jump into the creamy goodness of today. Um, you can uh, follow me on Truth Social at Angela Box. On Instagram is at the box that rocks. One X after uh, box, two X's after rocks. And uh, Facebook, I'm still banned there until the end of the month. Uh, Angela Box Public. Um, you can follow me there. Um, everything is warehoused on AngelaSoapbox.com. When in doubt, go there. I have a bit shoot and a rumble. I put out videos five days a week. Please go subscribe to those and share them with your filthy leftist friends because, as I like to say, they truly hate my guts. And for me, that's a badge of honor. Uh, this show from Raging Elvis Radio will be turned into a podcast form on Apple, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Okay. Um, <laughs> schadenfreude alert. Schadenfreude alert. And you know, boys and girls, how much I love some schadenfreude. Taking taking pleasure in the misfortunes of other others. As the old adage goes, if you don't have anything nice to say, come sit next to me. So, um, the queen died. Uh, the queen is dead. Long live the queen. And, of course, uh, Britain, which was once a great empire, is now devolved into a simpering, uh, woke uh, mess of uh, migrants and equity and cancel culture and uh, flogging of white people. And uh, it's not what it used to be. And certainly the monarchy is not what it used to be with uh, the revelations of the sickness in that family, like Prince Andrew's loving of underage girls, evidently. And uh, the queen mayor may not have covered that up. We don't know. Perhaps, perhaps not. But she was, you know, the figurehead of the royal family and everything like that. So, you know, rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth. Um, but the schadenfreude is coming out so hard right now because the Markle, that's right, the Markle, Meghan Markle, the uh, the bane of the royal family's existence, was not invited to go to Balmoral, to Scotland, to uh, sit with the Queen and to pay her final respects. Now, Prince Harry was, of course, because... He is the grandson, and she had a special place in her heart for him, and at least until he married the Markle. But uh, she was not invited, and I'm telling y'all, it would be so delicious. Would it not be the most delicious of delicious karma if the Markle was uninvited and banned from going to the funeral of the Queen Elizabeth? I mean, that would be like, I would be so happy about that. I can't even tell you. Anyway, F the Markles and you get what you're, you get what you deserve. Okay. Um, every week on my show, I like to give a sea turtle killing plastic straw to a filthy leftist. And for, uh, you know, sometimes rhinos, uh, specifically this week, it's going to the gaslighting media and Brandon, the Brandon administration, Peapod administration, and also Mitch McConnell because he is not. He has not said one word about Biden calling us all MAGA terrorists because he agrees with it. I mean, let's keep it 100. But the the fallout from his uh, Hitler speech keeps paying dividends for us normal people. Um, and uh, so he, they're still calling all of us terrorists, of course. So let's drink to that. Our sea turtle killing plastic straw. Mm. And I love killing some sea turtles with straws, don't you? I mean, I wake up every day. And when I drink out of my plastic straw, I'm like, I hope I'm killing five or six sea turtles. I, I mean, obviously, I'm kidding, but that's what these lunatics think, but whatever. Anyway, so this week, Brandon shows up at two, quote, rallies, okay? And the contrast between Brandon's rallies 
and Trump's rallies are just mind-blowing, okay? So Brandon gets up there, and he's got like 150 people in an auditorium. They squish them all together. I'm sorry, in a school gymnasium. And you know how small school gymnasiums are, generally speaking. Smushing them all together so it makes it look like there's more people. And then, of course, the camera pans out, and there's nobody there. And then he shows up at the Labor Day rally, and there's nobody there. And he basically takes it over and, uh, you know, pretends like that all these people are there to see him. And then, and then, of course, you contrast it to Trump's rallies where literally 25 to 50,000 people are showing up just on a daily. Like, still, it is, it is my, it is an amazing contrast. Getting up there, pretending like that they're the anti-establishment ones, that they're sticking it to the man. Biden's up there going, I'm going to stick it to big pharma. It's like, excuse me? Your administration has literally bent over backwards for big pharma. Like, come on. Like, really? Come on, man, as Biden used to like to say. You are the establishment. Every, you, you control every bit of the culture. The idea that you're standing up to the man is a joke. No, you're calling people who are standing up to the man terrorists. That's that's what you're calling us. People that are pushing back, people who are dissenting, people who are questioning your narrative, questioning the fact that you got 81 million votes, although, you know, he got 81, 81 million ballots, of course. Remember that they, they had to shut down everything on election night and figure out how many ballots they needed to manufacture in order to get this uh, demented old criminal over the finish line. That. That's why they shut everything down on election night. That's why you should only vote on election day. Because the stuff that they did with the harvesting and everything like that. And I mean, there's so much coming out about that. I'm going to get to it in hopefully the third segment. Second segment, we've got Marissa Hansen coming up. Marissa is this this breed of independent journalists who really, you know, basically the city of Houston is her uh, chew bone. And uh, she's got a bone and she ain't letting go of it. She is on top of the commissioner's court. She's on top of Lena Hidalgo. She's on top of all of it. And uh, she's she's got some very interesting insights into things going on in Houston. So that's the second segment. But, you know, the, these people, they act like that, um, that this guy got 81 million votes, but he can't get 200 people to show up in a gymnasium. And again, when they pan out, there's nobody there. And that's the reason I said this in the last week's show. That's why they, the media just does close up shots for two different reasons. For the Trump rallies, they only do close up shots. So they, they don't pan out to show you the massive crowd. And it, the, 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 the reverse is in effect for Biden. They only show close up. So when they pan out, they don't show that there's nobody there. And I, I just have to say this. I mean, if Biden really got 81 million votes, again, why aren't any, why isn't anyone showing up for him? And why won't any of the Democrats that are running, why are they acting like that they're conservative, number one? And why are they refusing to allow people to, to campaign with them? Like, why? If he's such a unifier, if he's such an amazing person, and he's, he's sticking it to the man, even though they are the man, why won't any of these Democrats campaign on them? I'll tell you why. Because he's, well, I mean, we know why. He he babbles incoherently. He sniffs children. He talks about bizarre things that happened to him when he was 25 years old. Or he makes up stories about being in the Navy. Or, uh, you know, uh, corn pop. Or whatever. 
I wish I wish that his dementia would make him start talking about the the ten percent that he got because he's the big guy. But maybe his 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 handlers know better than to let him go that far off script. They'd probably like jump in and you know yank him off the stage with a big hook. But uh, they none of these Democrats want Biden anywhere near near them. So the speech last week continues to pay dividends for us. And conservatives have been going on Twitter and they're. They've been talking about how they are a threat to democracy. You know, Biden says, you know, these these MAGA Republicans, these violent people, you know, who are burning down cities and looting and and uh, killing police. I mean, the lies they're telling, it's everything that they're doing that we know that they're projecting. We're not Antifa. We're not BLM. We're not a bunch of college graduates cosplaying as Antifa members like BM and, and Antifa, these little Oberlin grads going in and putting up a fist. With their with their little either either they're very skinny, uh, lack of muscle tone men with wispy beards, or they're three hundred pound girls. Have you noticed that the simp's and simp's are definitely the men, but you know they can be women too. The women who sit around and tell themselves that being fat is perfectly healthy, and if you don't like me at two hundred pounds, then there's something wrong with you. And then I'm mad at men because no man wants to date me because I'm 200 pounds. I mean, it's like, okay, keep it up. And then on the, the other hand, we've got the sip men who are just completely feminized at this point and are ridiculous. And no no normal girl would want to spend time with them. So then they get mad and whatever. It's a whole self-perpetuating sad thing. So they go out and they project that, that we are these, you know, horrible people and we are burning down cities and we are terrorists and we are violent when it's actually them. And so it's like, it got me thinking, like, what exactly about MAGA Republicans do these people hate? Because again, conservatives are going on Twitter and saying, I pay my taxes. I'm raising four children. I have two jobs. I am a threat to the very soul of this country. And, you know, other people will say, I go to church on the weekends. I volunteer at a homeless shelter. I am a threat to the very soul of this nation. Because that's what Joe Biden is saying, that we are the threat to the soul of this country. We are a threat to democracy. So, yeah, I got to thinking, like, what is it What is it exactly about us that is so threatening to them? Because Democrats do not want to debate on ideas, as we know. They just name call and project and gaslight. So here's some of the things I, I thought about that MAGA Republicans stand for that I guess is a problem to the regime. Let's see. Secure borders. Secure elections. Energy independence, uh, getting crime under control, save children in the womb. Let's let's not let's not butcher babies at nine months in gestation, shall we? Stop gendered mutilation of kids. Stop puberty blockers. Stop transgendering children. Stop calling parents domestic terrorists if they have problems with what's going on in the schools. Uh, let's see. How about having the money go with the kid? If you're a parent and you have a child in these failing public schools, these government schools, the money goes with the kid. How about that? Protect all constitutional rights, including First Amendment, free speech and Second Amendment. Putting America first. Here's some more. Um, How about bringing manufacturing back to America? How about that? Instead of shipping everything off to China and giving China sweetheart deals. How about stop funding these endless wars that they, they, you know, they gave another $450 million of printed out money to Ukraine. 
there's guys, there's so much that the MAGA Republicans were all just a threat to democracy. We are all a threat to the soul of this nation. But what I want to say is, you know, keep keep it up, Joe Biden, because as history tells us, it's the failing dictators who are losing, who are losing, who raid the homes of their political opponents and explicitly divide citizens based on race. Those are failing dictators. You are a dictator. You are saying we're not allowed to dissent. We're not allowed to question your legitimacy when for five years that's all you did for Donald Trump and you made it all up and we're not making it up. You did cheat. You all cheated. We know this in many ways, in many, many counties, in many states, in all states you cheated. But in certainly the swing states, you had to you had to shut everything down at 1030 and really figure out. Because in, in Pennsylvania, never forget, before the before they shut everything down at 1030 Eastern time, and they all shut down at the same time, which was weird, right? At 1030 Eastern time, Trump was up by 700,000 votes in Pennsylvania. So they had to shut everything down and manufacture a million votes for this for this uh, decrepit old criminal. That's what they did in all these swing states, guys. That's why Trump continues to get 25, 50,000. That's why when these media people scratch their head and they go, I just don't understand why Joe Biden is so hated. Well, he's hated because he's illegitimate. He's actually illegitimate. The people did not vote for him. The people did not vote for this agenda. So that's why people hate him. That's why nobody shows up because it's fake. Because it's manufactured. It's as manufactured as the votes you manufactured for him. So you can continue to pre- pretend that Joe Biden got elected legitimately. You can pretend, pre- continue to pretend that the American people want your sick agenda, but they don't. And every poll is proving it. This latest Trafalgar poll, you know, they're wringing their hands over this. Almost 57% of the American people understand that calling everyone, calling MAGA extremists and domestic terrorists is specifically done to divide the people and to try and gin up the right to doing something. They want a civil war, you guys. They're the ones pushing for it. They're the ones saying, if you don't vote Democrat, there's going to be violence in the streets. There's going to be a civil war. And at this point, I'm saying bring it on because we're the ones with guns. And you're the ones with fat girls and 90-pound men holding up signs talking about uh, transgender rights. Okay? Bring it on. I I wish you would. All right, guys. You are listening to Soapbox on Raging on Radio. Uh, Marissa's coming up in the next segment. You're going to love this. We'll be right back. Do it. The RER 2 plus 2 challenge. Howdy, rowdy Texans. It's me, E, the millennial voice of RER. I'm a big fan of RagingElephantsRadio.com. 
More Texas voters should be listening to RER every day. A better, deeper knowledge of how Texas works will help Texas voters to make Texas more like Texas. The RER 2 Plus 2 Challenge. Listen to RER two hours a day, every day, for two weeks. You'll learn more about Texas politics in two weeks than you've ever known. Mark it on your daily calendar. Set your phone alarm. The RER 2 Plus 2 Challenge. Two hours a day, every day, for two weeks. RagingElephantsRadio.com. The rebellious voice of Texas liberty. All right, welcome back to Angela's Soapbox on Raging Elephants Radio. I am really thrilled to have Marissa Hansen with me today. Marissa is a friend of mine, and she's kind of making a name for herself on Twitter by doing a bunch of investigative journalism. She's on, She's got a sub stack. I'm going to let her tell you all about that. But I, as I said to her uh, last night at our meeting, she's becoming Twitter famous because she's really sticking it to these leftists. So welcome, Marissa, to Angela's Soapbox. I'm so glad to finally have you on. Uh, thanks to have me on. Well, I'm excited to be on. Thanks for having me, Angela. Yes, and I'm thinking we need to make this a regular thing because you've got a lot of information about these deep state crooks, especially in the Houston area. And and, and all eyes are kind of on the Harris County um, judge race going on with Lena Hildago versus Alexandra Miller, but you've got some dirt on some other people. So I'm just going to let you kind of go uh, tell everyone about who is the unholy Trinity in Houston. Well, I call the unholy Trinity Lena Hidalgo, Rodney Ellis, and Adrian Garcia. Um, Lena Hidalgo is our county judge. Um, and then we've got uh, a Commissioner Adrian Garcia and uh, Ellis, sorry, Rodney Ellis. And they are some of the worst human beings I, I have ever come across. These people are crass, greedy, narcissistic, um, anything that you can think of, they are. Yeah, so Lena, as we know, has made Harris County her own little leftist petri dish. I mean, she she went to Stanford and you didn't because uh, I'm sure I'm sure because of her academic well, excellence, haha. But um, she's she's been really in the spotlight. But Rodney Ellis is also one. Tell us, tell us, let's just break down the three of them. Why they okay. are so horrible? Okay, so. Lena is more of a DNC sock puppet. She's grossly unqualified for her position. So prior to her coming into her seat, um, she had no prior experience as a politician, never had worked in um, policymaking. So, you know, she was only 28 years old and she knocked out a, uh, 
Ed Emmett, who had had how many years had Ed Emmett been in the office? For? I want to say he was certainly there when I moved here, so maybe twenty. I'm not totally yeah, sure how was, long. It was, I, I believe, it was twenty years. And so, as soon as you know, Lena went in. She, she, her, and Adrian. It was that whole blue wave thing which happened in 2018. And they they shifted the majority from Republican to Democrat. And as soon as the majority shifted, that was, I think, when the county really went to hell on the ha- uh, hay mm-hmm. basket or hand basket. Yeah, for sure. Um, crime started to go up. And I mean, Alex Mueller has talked about that that's, she was never looking to run for public office. She she was a kind of a newer Houston resident. And she just started to notice that as soon as the the switchover happened from Republican to Democrat, crime went through the roof. And that was the main that was the first thing that got her antenna raised. Like, what is going on here? Why is everything so bad all of a sudden? And um, we know that Democrats are soft on criminals. They are they, they think of politics and and left wing politics over everything. So what are some examples that uh, Ellis and, and Ellis is famous for those of us who don't who are not from Houston. He's got some art scam deal going on. Tell tell everyone about the Rodney Ellis art grift. OK, so Rodney Ellis, he had taken a storage unit, which was a public storage unit paid by taxpayers uh, or funded by taxpayers and had used over six figures of, of of taxpayers' funds to outfit this storage with African artwork. And um, to this day, no one knows who owns the artwork. Rodney Ellis claims he doesn't know anyone, or he doesn't know the owner. Um and so he has all this art in a storage unit, but he doesn't know who it belongs to. Is that what he's saying? That's what they claim. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rodney was not found guilty, but uh, you're not going to believe this. The artwork is still staying there. And he wasn't ordered to pay back the hundreds of thousands of dollars that he used to outfit the storage with the artwork. So what is it's, the allegation exactly? Is it a is it a donor? Is it um, well he he claimed it was a donor or someone had just given it to him, but he didn't know where it had come from. And apparently, from what I understand, the the paperwork had been um had allegedly been copyrighted or forged wow of of the ownership of the artwork so we don't know it's a weird it's kind of a weird story because it's like okay what's the deal with this artwork so we don't know who owns it we don't know who gave it to him and we don't know why he's using taxpayer money to house it and to me you know i'm not i'm not i'm not alleging this i'm just throwing it out there we've got a lot of issues going on with uh, the drug the drug cartels um certainly they have made their way up to houston and to every community in our country at this point i'm wondering if it's perhaps connected to that um did you say you went to a commissioner's meeting where adrian garcia was 
heaping praise on one of some cartel leader? Um, well, Am I crazy it, there? Well, no. Uh, uh, the president of Nuevo, or the mayor of Nuevo Leon came into commissioner's court unannounced and um, basically Adrian Garcia had his tongue wagging at the sights of this mayor and this guy, this kid couldn't have been more than 26 years old and, and from what see, I understand didn't you say he was flanked by a bunch of security or something yeah yeah he came in and he had you know a staff a whole bunch of people and from what i understand at the time uh his people were rioting in the streets because he had uh, imprisoned his his uh competition hmm. which is just so crazy it's absurd and he was meeting with tesla over chips and um they were apparently talking about Building a super highway from Mexico to uh, Texas. Great, like like we don't have one of those already. Um, I know, right? <laughs> so basically, like, so it's, just it's, finding out that we're going to get a super highway of fentanyl to our right. Country. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic, need, right? So basically, <laughs> our county commissioners and Harris County Judge and to a certain extent DA, although I I would consider her the least objectionable of all of our current. Officials, right. Sylvester well, Turner, lump into the bad guys. So they're they're facilitating this, right? Right. And you know what's so crazy to me, Angela, is that so little people seem to grasp the the concept of how powerful the commissioner's at, at court is, and you know the county judge. These people are really making massive decisions for us and they are in charge of a seven billion dollar budget and you know and the way that they're spending money in our courts is just it's it's insane you know they they say that they've uh they haven't defunded our police but mm -hmm. when you start to look at the way that they've funded our justice system this is how they've done it uh so They've they've put fifty million towards getting rid of neighborhood blight and fighting crime through uh, uh, infrastructural uh, design. So that's fifty million dollars right there that they're saying is law enforcement funding. They're very crafty with the way that they use their wording, mm -hmm. um, and so like with the the justice system. They have given the public defender's office over two uh, a 217% raise, whereas our district attorney's office has only gotten 12%. So you see how it's like, they, they, they'll say, oh, well, we haven't cut their funds, but they've cut the funds in a way, or they've shifted the funds in a way where it's, it's so tilted or heavy handed that it makes the system crush itself on its own. Right. You know which is, which is why Alex Miller and people around her were like, 
what's going on with the crime. What you know, they, when we talk about um, defense attorneys, everyone has a right to defense, and a lot of people will say, well, you know, prosecutors are funded three times as much as defense. You know, uh, in in a public defender arena, so maybe that's how they get around that issue. But you know, we've got a situation where we've got you know a slate of Democrat judges now that are just, you know, rubber stamping these cases and sending them off with no bond or low bail. And then they go out and commit more crimes. And it's just, and and people like, how are the commissioner's court? Because I'm even confused about this. How is the commissioner's court kind of tied into the social justice uh, warrior type so, of thing with the judges? Okay, so the commissioner's court is responsible for um, putting in judges during the time that uh, before like elections and stuff. So if a judge goes out or something comes up, they will install a different judge. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with this this whole thing is that uh, Commissioner Ellis has been putting in the worst of the worst. So we've got like Franklin Bynum, we've got Genesis Draper, and the I mean these are judges that you you hear on these podcasts calling for um, abolishing prisons and um, you know things that you would hear come out from a Marxist's mm-hmm. mouth. And I've gone to Crime Stoppers events where these judges. They get asked questions about how they're going to attack the court backlog, how they're going to do this, how they're going to do that. And they never have solutions. All they say is, oh, well, the law says this. But really, the law does not say these things. And there are loopholes and there are solutions to getting through certain bail reform policies. But they don't want to get through them. They want to make this, they want to crush our, crush our justice system and law system so they can build it back in the way that they want to build it. Yeah, I think that's what people have to understand. Even at the local level, we're dealing with uh, Marxists as individuals and Marxists collectively who understand the goal of fundamental transformation as Obama liked to, to he, 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 you know, made it clear that that's what they were after. And right. that, sounds, that sounds pretty and everything, but what they are are Marxists. So they want to tear right. it down to bring it back up what they want. Exactly. And, you know, the thing is, is that so little people seem to understand that because a, a lot of people, they focus so much on the federal stuff, mm-hmm. but there is so many things that are happening on your local level. Like for example, in our commissioner's court and our count city council in Houston city council, there's probably been several meetings where they have discussed um, that the, the city is going to go bankrupt once they run out of ARPA funds. And no one seems to be talking about this, but I mean, the, the conversation has come up several times and it keeps getting, you know, swept under the rug. And, you know, the, the whole thing is, is that these Democrat ran cities and counties, 
they're all intentionally trying to bankrupt us. And while all these people are so focused on the federal stuff, there is so much, ter- so many terrible things that are happening on the local level that we need to be getting more activated. Down Absolutely. Here. Absolutely. And I know that there's a, uh, I know Michael Berry is putting together a judge's fundraiser at Federal Grill. I'm going to talk about it on a little bit later, but um, we we all need to get activated. Understand that these uh, these local officials are affecting our lives in a in a horrible detrimental way. Um, before we go, let's talk about the low income housing grift that you've uncovered that's going okay. on that the commissioners are a part of. Okay, so this is the craziest thing ever. Um, So I received uh, from an anonymous source uh, this paperwork regarding the Houston Housing Authority. Are you familiar with the Houston Housing Authority? I actually think it's right next door to my apartment, oddly enough. There was, you know, the the empty lot on Westheimer and Fountain View, the old HEB, they were trying to turn into low-income housing. And former uh, state uh, Congressman John Culverson basically stopped that. But I think they still want to turn that into low-income housing. Huh. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, so basically, when you think of the Houston Housing or you hear the name Houston Housing Authority, it makes you think that it's part of the city, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, the name is very, very confusing. And then on top of it, we've got Mayor Turner, who is in charge of choosing who is on the board of the Houston Housing Authority. So basically, um, the way that people get uh, their tax write-offs or get special tax write-offs if they're if they're part of low income housing, they get. I believe the setup is sixty twenty. So if there's sixty percent, you know, high higher income, and then twenty percent low income, they get a certain percent off. But it turns out that these people were allegedly using the tax write off that they were getting from the city but they weren't applying the percentages that they were supposed to for higher income and low income rent to mm-hmm. these apartments. And now it's become common knowledge. People are asking for the rent rules and whatnot. And they're apparently they are refusing to hand over the documentation mm. and so this is where it gets sketchy. So the Houston Housing Authority uh, gets all of the, it's been getting all this funds from the GLO and Harris County just and the GLO is what it's the uh, the governing land ordinance and that okay. was from the Harvey funds. Okay, so um. Basically, the county just accepted about $750 million. And that's all going to, all of that money is going to get funneled in through 
the county and it's going to go to organizations like Houston Housing Authority and, and whatnot. But it turns out that these people are basically slumlords. So it's, it's just, it's all a grift. These guys are getting rich. They're getting tax write-offs. They're getting um, these, these GLO funds and they're not even helping the homeless and the poor. It's, 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 diabolical if you ask me it's diabolical and then out of the other side of their mouth they're blaming whitey they're blaming republicans they're they're othering everybody uh making us the demons making us the problem just to keep these people on the democrat plantation i mean it's very insidious when you talk about what's going on in the educational system we're talking about uh things that you're discussing they they have a they know exactly what they're doing they know they need to keep their constituencies uneducated, poor, and angry. And Correct. they just, they want more of them. And that's the bottom line. They just want more yeah. of them. And it's going to be terrifying. You know, I was thinking about it the other day about how they've been dumbing down our children. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because I do want these people to be punished at one point. But, you know... The punishment and those people you're be, talking about the 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 these elitist right. policymakers right. that locked us down right. and whatnot. But you know what their punishment is going to be having to deal with the people that they dumb down. Yep, yep. That's a very that's a great point. Um, yes. We have to we have to cut this short. I want you to come oh, back yeah. like anytime you want. Tell everyone your Substack how they can follow you on Twitter. Her Twitter y'all is blowing up. She's definitely one to watch. Um, she gets quoted a bunch on a bunch of podcasts I listen to. So I always get excited when I see your name. Um, Marissa, <laughs> tell everyone how to follow you. Um, you can follow me on Twitter through M-E-R-I-S-S-A, Marissa Hansen, H-A-N-S-E-N, 17, or my substack, which, which is marissa.substack.com. Um, have a nice day. Yeah, Marissa, thank you so much. Uh, You guys, you're listening to Angela Soapbox on Raging Lockets Radio. We'll be right back. The battle for liberty rages in every Texas community, none more so than in the nation's fourth largest city, Houston, Texas. A tyrannical mayor denies the right to vote to the citizens of the city, signs executive orders that violate the Texas Constitution and the charter of the city, and issues subpoenas for the sermons of pastors. And when the frontline leaders against the mayor's totalitarian agenda wanted a broadcast partner for their faith, family, and freedom tour, who did they request? RagingElephantsRadio.com. A lot of great folks that we owe a big debt of gratitude for promoting this issue from day one. I want to recognize my friend Claver and the folks over at Raging Elephants over here. He was on it from day one. Every single week this man talks 
talks about this issue. And so thank you, Claver, for never giving in, never backing down, and continuing to be that loud conservative voice. RagingElephantsRadio.com, the rebellious voice of Texas Liberty. Angela Soapbox on Raging Olympics Radio. Um, so yeah, we're all we're all fascists now. So thanks, thank you, thank you, President Peepaw, for clarifying that. I wasn't sure. Um, uh, and thank you for the gaslighting that will never end. So I think more and more people realize what racists uh, the left is, um, how they their their, their agenda to dumb down as many kids as possible is to keep more and more people on the Democrat plantation, uh, certainly minorities on the Democrat plantation, and they are pissed off that the Hispanics are starting to wake up and understand the Democrat Party ain't for them. So uh, hopefully the black community will wake up to that at some point, but it seems to me that uh, the black community uh, as a whole is extremely lockstep and very brainwashed, unfortunately. It's gonna take it's gonna take a lot of shaking, I think, to uh, wake them up. But you know, uh, slowly but surely, it is happening. Okay. Um. So, um, I don't know if you heard this already. Probably not because they buried this. But um, remember, for the last two years, how we were all told that hy- hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin were gonna kill you if you took it for the Rona, and how per- how uh, doctors, if they wanted to prescribe it, that pharmacists were refusing to to fill those prescriptions because they'd been given their orders from the CDC and the WHO and whoever else to not do this. Y'all, it, there's so much coordination going on, and people are like. Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. I'm like, listen, man, the conspiracy theorists have been right about everything. We were right about the lockdowns. We were right about the masks. We were right about HCQ and ivermectin. And now we now get this. So Eric Schmidt is the attorney general of uh, Missouri. I think I want to say he's running for Senate right now. I could be wrong. Uh, I might be wrong on that. But regardless, he's now the attorney general and he, yeah, he is. He's the nominee. It was up. He's either him or Eric Greitens. And, you know, Trump famously said, I, 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 I endorse Eric. So I was supporting Eric Greitens, but this is great. Eric Schmidt did this in Missouri. Um, let's see. Okay. Uh, da, da, da. Um, the Missouri general Eric Schmidt, along with Louisiana attorney Jeff Landry, filed a lawsuit against the Biden administration, including Biden himself, Fauci. Uh, DHS and nearly a dozen federal agencies and secretaries. Um, this is from uh, Mater- Attorney General Eric Schmidt. Missouri and Louisiana um, just filed suit against Dr. Fauci, Jen Psaki, and other top-ranking officials for allegedly colluding with social media companies to suppress freedom of speech under the guise of combating misinformation. Now, the left wants all those records to remain private. They don't want any of that communication coming out. Of course they don't. Just like they don't want, just they don't want, they don't want forensic election audits. They don't want, um, they don't want a special master. 
for the Trump raid, which they Trump got, and uh, Bill Barr's out there saying, oh, it's going to be overturned. Why? Why are you so afraid of people looking at what you did? If you did everything by the book and you did everything on the up and up, why wouldn't you be like, yeah, go ahead, look at it, ha knock yourself out? It's like if I was called into the police department and they thought I was a murderer or something, I'd be like, look, you can have whatever you want. Look at my phone, look at my computer, whatever. You can see where I was by tracking my phone. Even the, you know, isn't that funny? They act like you can't do that when it comes to ballot harvesting. Like, oh, that geolocation, that's, that's not a real thing. But if you're a murder suspect, the police can look at your phone. It's a tracking device, essentially. But how, why is it that the Democrats never want to show the proof that they're not doing anything wrong? Because they are doing things wrong. So now uh, the judge ordered all the communication between Fauci, Saki, NAID, um, and all the social media companies. Like, let's see it. Because if the government is telling private companies, all the, all the guys, oh, they're just private companies, you can't regulate them. If the government is telling a private company what to do in regards to curtailing the First Amendment, yeah, that's a problem. That's government in, in interfering in your constitutional right, because these platforms are now considered the public square. And, you know, they, they've got to keep they've got to keep the scam going. They've got to keep and it's certainly in blue states, they are really pushing the scam in, in Newsom's California which we're going to get to uh, the hilarity of California imploding. And they're still so dumb and arrogant. They're, they're, they're still going, you know, they're going to an 11, as Spinal Tap would say. Uh, we, we turned it to an 11 in the stupidity ranking. We're going to keep it up. Check this. In This is from Libs of TikTok. Kids are being forced to mask up while playing sports in Newsom's California. There's a picture of little boys. I'm assuming that's what they're identifying as little boys playing basketball, all in masks. These people are sick and evil, but they know they've got to get the kids while they're young, get them while they're young, and then they'll comply as adults. And, and this last two plus years has been a grand experiment on the worldwide population. And I'm sad to say, as a whole, the worldwide population failed failed. There's like 5% of us that have pushed back on all of this the whole time. We've been right about everything. And oh, oh spoiler alert, we're going to be right about election fraud too. When Trump says something, I've learned to believe him because he hasn't been wrong. He doesn't say things willy-nilly without proof. And he has said from day one that, let's see, hydroxychloroquine worked to stop the Rona. This was a test that he was giving them. He dropped that little nugget of HCQ to see how the deep state would react. And how did they react? Oh, oh, it's going to kill you. No, the only thing that works, we've got to get this vaccine. So Trump fast, fast track this vaccine for them because otherwise it would have been five, 10, 15 years. And now the vaccine companies when confronted with how this vaccine is not working and you're still getting the Rona, and you're dropping dead, and you have all, all of these uh, problems, which is on purpose, by the way, they're now turning around and trying to blame it on the government, saying, oh, the government wanted it fast. No, uh, vaccine companies, if you couldn't have done this fast, you should have said, we can't do this fast. We can't do this quickly. This is how evil they are. Math and reading scores have, have just plummeted 
for nine-year-olds. And it's not just nine-year-olds, it's, it's across the board, but that's one of the years they test is fourth grade. Fourth grade math reading scores at the bottom of the barrel. And these psychopaths are still pushing diversity and equity and SEL and CRT and gender affirming books and care and blah, blah, blah. Instead of getting back to basics, instead of getting back to behavioral standards across the board, not making different standards for black kids because you think they can't behave. But standards across the board, getting back to corporal punishment and saying, this is the way it's going to be. If you don't show up, you fail. If you, if you misbehave in my class, you're out and you fail and let your parent deal with you. Parents going to have to leave work and come get you. We need to go back to sanity, period. We need to go back to phonics. We need to go back to word patterns. We need to go back to math facts. It is, it is, it is horrifying what has happened in our schools. And it's all because of the Democrats. But they're, they're, all of this is on purpose. Every last bit of this is on purpose. All right, I've got a very quick shoehorning segment, guys. You're listening to Angela's Soap Up on Raging Elvis Radio. We'll be right back. What's up, Saints and Patriots? I'm Apostle Claver, a proud Texas nationalist, and I'm here to tell you about Texit. For 25 years, Daniel Miller has been working to see the rebirth of the Republic of Texas. His work has been hard, but his passion is deep. For many Texans, there is a deep yearning, a burning to see the prophecy of Sam Houston come true. But the desire of their hearts comes with many questions. Texit has the answer. It's the new book from Daniel Miller and Defiance Press. Texit, why and how Texas will leave the Union. Texit charts the path to Texas independence. This riveting book of facts and philosophy will soothe your anxiety about the coming change and build your confidence that Texans can get it done. You'll want to buy several copies for your family and friends. Like I've said about this governmental mess, the only way out is out. And the best part of Texit, I'm in it. Texit, why and how Texas will leave the Union. It's selling like hotcakes. Buy it on RagingElephantsRadio.com. What do you care about Washington, D.C.? D.C. doesn't care about you. You're a Texan. You're a Texan above all else. And there's only one radio station that's going to feed your need for Texas power and independence. RagingElephantsRadio.com. Finally, the Patriots of the Lone Star State have a unified voice to fight back and organize. 24-7, 365. RagingElephantsRadio.com is going to give you what you need to know about Texas politics, liberty, and independence. Take us wherever you go. RagingElephantsRadio.com. Streaming on your computer smartphone, tablet, and internet auto. Angela, who am I? Where am I? Angela Soapbox on Rachel Radio. Okay. Um, so I got off on a tangent, as I always do. The reason I brought up ivermectin and HCQ is because now they're quietly saying it works. It works to stop the Rona. It works to prevent the Rona. If you take ivermectin as a preventative, it works just like HCQ does. 
if you take zinc and vitamin D3 and vitamin C on a daily basis, you don't get sick. This is why they're not uh, fighting the mask mandate dropping on the airplanes. Because they can't. They'd have to actually prove that a mask works. Not just that they have the authority to do something stupid and to do something that make you obey. No, you have to actually prove that it works. Science. Uh, facts matter. Every time I see that bumper sticker, facts matter. Trust the science. It's like, uh, I already know what I'm dealing with. I'm dealing with a, uh, a psychopathic leftist, okay, who, do, who don't want facts, who want propaganda, who want to know that wearing their mask for two years and locking down and getting their vaccine was not for naught, even though it was, and we've been right about everything. I mean, that's what I, that's what's amazing to me. When I look around at these, some people that are still clinging to the mask, and uh, they're, they're just like, I am not going to let go of this. I will not. I will not say that the last two and a half years was a lie. Because what changed? I mean, that's what they can't point to. Oh, the science changed, did it? Or was there any science to begin with that supported your claims? No, there was no science to begin with. Okay. Now, the election fraud. Before we get to that, I want to talk about how a BLM, a.k.a. BM, is in trouble. And I just, I, I, I again, schadenfreude, 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 I, I, I never know how to say that word, taking pleasure in the misery of others. So all these dummies that put their black squares on Instagram and all the corporations that simped up and wore their dashiki cloths and kneeled down to the, the, the statue of St. George Floyd of fentanyl, all these lunatics who went around saying, oh, I take responsibility. I take responsibility. Remember that stupid PSA with all those simp actors and actresses going around acting like that, you know, them being white is, you know, a hate crime in and of itself. Anyway, so BLM, a.k.a. BM, uh, raised a bunch of money from a bunch of dupes. And it's the grift that keeps on giving. And as we know, Patrice Cullors, who uh, was the head of it, she had to step down because uh, she got caught buying a bunch of houses with the money. And there's a, now there's another dude with some totally unpronounceable name. Let me see if I can find this here. It's literally unpronounceable. Uh, let's see. Black Lives Matter leader accused of stealing $10 million from organization. Unjust enrichment. Uh, let's see what this guy is. Uh, okay. I, I, I don't even know how to say the same. Uh, Shal Shalamaya Bowers. Uh, defraud the leader of the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation defrauded the local chapters for unjust enrichment and used their funds as his personal piggy bank. A quick side note about this name, Shalamaya Shal Bowers. Uh, parents, um, why, are you, why, why, why do you name your kids these names or with apostrophes? I, I used to joke around that the number of apostrophes in a kid's name which were, were, when I was teaching in the inner city, which were unpronounceable, the, the number of apostrophes in a name would equal the number amount of prison terms. And I was only half kidding. I mean, you're not doing your kids any favor naming them these unpronounceable made-up names. Anyway, I, I digress. But yeah, keep it up. So BLM, BM is, is in a lot of hot water. Not from Whitey and not from leftists who gave them money and and... We're now going, where did this money go? Because it certainly didn't go to schools or to uh, improve communities or to build playgrounds or to do, you know, uh, drug drug uh, educational seminar. No, no, no. It went to 
enrich the grifters at the top of BLM, a.k.a. BM, as we all know it did. And now we've got a new Project Veritas. I mean, every other week, Veritas is coming out with some great stuff. And my friend Jackie, who I mentioned uh, last week, she's on fire on her Instagram with Houston, Texas Kids First. And she's getting all kinds of whistleblowers coming to her. The Kincaid School, which is a very, very rich hoity-toity school here in Houston. Oh, they've got transgender, whoa, critical race theory, all kinds of BS you wouldn't believe. I mean, this is like a a year school. It's ridiculous. And they're as woke as the rest of them. It's stupid. But we've got, we've got this, um, another Project Veritas. So my point is, is that she's trying to get Project Veritas to jump on this. And I really do hope it happens because it could be awesome. But Project Veritas has another one. Democrat South Carolina U.S. Senate candidate Crystal Matthews. You got to treat white people like blank. You got to treat them like blank because Otherwise, Whitey will walk all over you. So forget, again, forget color of content of character, not color of skin. You know, people like me, when we were raised, we were told to treat people as you would want to be treated. Golden rule it, for example. And that, it didn't matter. We, we were very much schooled in the idea of content of character. And that is completely out the window now. So if you come up and you're dealing with like a black activist and they're very hostile towards you and you're like, what is the problem? Like, what is the deal? Or just any any black person in general, the, the hostility that I personally feel as a white person now is really palpable. And it's because of people like this heifer. And it's because of organizations like BM. You got to treat people, like, treat white people like blank. Like, um, Okay. And this is another problem with the Democrat Party, as, as we know, the culture is going to crap. Nearly one in four Democratic voters believe men can get pregnant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we are dealing with very stupid people. Very dumb, very arrogant people. Dumb and arrogant. Say it with me, boys and girls. Dumb and arrogant is a dangerous combination. Okay. We know this. All right. Now, uh, we've got some election fraud news. Um, let's see. Twitter, Facebook. Google, they're they're going to be up to their necks in this because they were told to suppress the Hunter Biden laptop. We know that they they didn't have to be told this. They did it on their own. We know that the bots are out of control. It's probably 80% bots at this point. It is they they and remember, Twitter doesn't want to show their records either to Elon, which is weird if they're doing nothing wrong. It's 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 all goes back to transparency. If you really believe in transparency, you would uh, you would show everybody everything and be like, suck it. We're not doing anything wrong. And now more and more election frauds is pouring out. And we're allowed to talk about it because we live in America. You don't get to call us uh, election deniers. You don't get to shut us down and cancel us for spreading, quote, misinformation. No, we have a right to say what we want to say, if it's backed up or not backed up. And in this case, oh, it's backed up. We now have postal worker video in Michigan of ballot harvesters. We've got Maricopa County issues with a printed paper that the in the election audit that we did a few months or they did a few months ago that is still paying dividends. We're still learning more and more about this. They've got paper. There's only one type of paper these ballots were supposed to be printed on. They found 10 different types of paper. They found uh, uh, filled in 
uh, uh, ballots that were only for president. And they, they looked, they're not filled out by human hands. They're filled out by uh, machines. You can tell because it's perfectly filled in. Humans don't do that. Or it's slightly to the right or slightly to the right. It's like they put in the paper and they printed out the dots on the ballots. That's how they did it. And everything that they're doing, trying to shut us down, is to keep all of this from coming out. They're also trying to keep out the fact that the January 6th protest was a was an, a, a stop the steal protest. And it was a setup by FBI, Antifa, BLM and others to trap the Trump supporters. We know this. We it's it's all going to come out, you guys. There's this one piece of crap, and I have to leave this here because I'm going way over. Commander Jason Bagshaw on January 6th, he's been identified as one of the the, the demon Capitol police officers who beat this woman over 35 times with a baton, front back maester beat the crap out of this woman, and it was all caught on video. And then they are they had the they had the audacity to parade her around like they did with Christ as they were flogging him in the streets of Jerusalem. Parade her around and then and then arrest her and imprison her for sedition and treason or whatever they got her on trespassing. I don't know. And it turns out that this is the guy, Jason Bagshaw, who was responsible for investigating the pipe bomber that they, they 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 can't figure out who that guy was even though he's got a phone even though on video you could see the person waving to the DC police you want to say a uh, conspiracy you want to say collusion you want to talk about corruption oh it's all going to come out i think trump has all of it so when trump says this election was stolen 10 ways from sunday when he says that this this uh, January 6th thing was a setup 10 ways from Sunday. He's got it, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all, I didn't even get to the border this week. I didn't even get to how California is begging people not to charge, not to use their electricity as they as they also out of the other side of their mouth tell them to use electric cars. It is all falling apart on them. Everything they're trying to do is falling apart. We are getting stronger and stronger. Our movement is getting bigger and bigger because it's a common sense conservative message. It isn't hateful. It's not exclusionary. It's not, uh, it doesn't discriminate. It All are welcome. All are welcome. And uh, that's the thing the Democrats fear the most. More and more people are waking up and more and more people are seeing them for what they are, which is demonic and evil. All right, guys, that is it. That is my time. You've been listening to Angela Soapbox on Radio Elephants Radio. Please check everything out on AngelaSoapbox.com. This episode is going to be on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio podcast. Please subscribe. Tell your friends. In the meantime, keep kicking ass and taking names. Peace.